When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Thanks for being a part of it. Allowing it to be a part of you. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, hey. Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance, and James Brown as well. Catch us on ESPN Radio at the ESPN app. And listen to KJ, I'm your smart speaker. Just say play ESPN Radio. We're going to talk about quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Especially in the city, Keita, you know so well that you study NFL career when it comes to the New York Jets. You had two quarterback issues that have gone on with this team, but now it's affecting the backups. You got Giants quarterback Tyrod Taylor. He was caught into the locker room after he took a hard hit versus the Jets in preseason game. But a bigger question is on the other side, are we sure that maybe Joe Flacco should be quarterback number three and have Mike White move to be quarterback number two before Zach Wilson gets back on the football field for the Jets? Mm-hmm. But Joe Flacco, but you really think Joe Flacco? I mean, I don't know who was who was on with us a week or so ago, and talked about how confident they are in Joe Flacco, and they really feel like mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, have you right. seen Joe Flacco? <laughs> that's right. I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Rossini or who, but uh, wasn't it Hasselbeck? No, it, it was. It was no, it wasn't Hasselbeck. I think it might have been Diana, Diana Rossini. Rossini got okay. some information from the New York Jets, and they were. You know, basically telling her and her fine reporting that how how happy they were with Joe Flacco this and Joe. I was like, man, who they think they selling that to? And and Mike White, I was told early in the in the off season in spring mm-hmm. that Mike White was a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. This is what I was told. Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah. And then. They're like, well, they're not going to play Zach Wilson. I mean, they're not going to play Mike White because they drafted Zach Wilson at number two. So there's no way they're going to do that. But then they insert Joe Flacco in the lineup as if they just got the second coming of Dan Marino. Like, they really got something. And Joe Flacco is a backup to a backup to a backup. They need to get Mike White ready until Zach Wilson comes back and roll with that. That's exactly what they need to do. Yeah, that's that's what I was I would do if I'm the Jets. You talk about a guy like Joe Flacco. So Joe Flacco came out the same year I came out, Key, in 2008. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not gonna sit up here and say, hey, Joe Flacco is just terrible. He can't play at all. But I would take my chances more so with a guy like Mike White, who I seen against the Cincinnati Bengals last year. What did Mike White do for over 400 yards mm-hmm. and beat the Bengals last year? Was playing in the, the football week in the game. AFC. <laughs> yeah, I would take my chances trying to build with him while. Um, Zach Wilson is out right now trying to recover from his, from his knee injury versus trying to do that with a guy named Joe Flacco. Plus, Mike White can probably relate to all of those guys on that team a little bit better than a guy like Joe Flacco. Look, Harry, you said you don't want to say he, you know, you don't want to say he can't play. Well, I'll say it. He cannot play, man. <laughs> days is behind him. They need to move on and stop messing around with Joe Flacco. See, this yeah, is I where I become very critical of the organization and the people running the organization, because Joe Douglas knows better. You know better. You know better that Joe Flacco is not, like, get, get another quarterback, man. 
Mm-hmm. You're trying to reinvent the wheel all over again for no reason. you bringing him back to life. You can't bring Joe Flacco back to life. There's no way. How much of that key is because – He needs CPR. Well, well, I think according to Key and Harry, he's beyond CPR. He's just, you know, just put him away. Put put him in the graveyard, get the gravestone and move on. Or you got to give him the little shot things. What's the little – what they call it? Defibrillator? (laughs) He needs needs one of those. He needs a shock or two. Well, people have been saying that about Jets quarterbacks for a long time, that there needs to be a lot of defibrillating going on with that quarterback. I wonder how much they keep Joe Flacco around with the New York Jets. How many times we always hear you need that veteran presence in the quarterback room because you got a young quarterback. Don't mean you got a plane. I exactly. yeah, that's true. But the New York Jets are thinking, well, we got him here. We might as well make sure he gets he earns that paycheck because we get we can't just have him in the quarterback room and not playing. We got to make him earn the paycheck. Maybe that's no, where that you philosophy. Can, is. Nah, Freddie, you, you see, you, you see guys his his age across the league backups. That make hella money. Look at Chase Daniels. When the last time we actually oh seen God. Chase Daniels playing in a game? That may be the greatest but career has, nobody talks about. Yeah, Getting paid all that he, money as a backup quarterback. Yeah, backup guy. He a veteran guy. Can help out with uh, Justin Herbert or whatnot. You know what I mean? So you have a ton of guys yeah. on football teams who are older <laughs> who make a lot of money just to sit there and mentor a room versus I, going out there and playing. I had Frank Reich as my backup quarterback when I first joined the Jets. Mm-hmm. I learned my playbook between Frank Wright and Richard Mann. I learned that awful Jets playbook at the time. <laughs> I learned that thing probably in a week's time. Right. They got me up to speed so fast, and you had a veteran quarterback in a backup position in Frank Wright. Now, Frank Wright at the time was 100 years old. <laughs> but – he got me ready to go. Mm-hmm. He sat down with me. We went over film. We watched. You know, it was just – and that's what Joe Flacco should be doing. He shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be playing. I'm sorry. You can call me a hater or whatever. He shouldn't be playing. Here's another reason why I think Flacco got that playing time. I'm going to go back early in training camp when the Jets' top pick, the kid out of Ohio State, when they compared Joe Flacco to Zach Wills, said, man, that ball comes out a lot different with Joe Flacco. And he said it more complimentary to Joe Flacco compared to Zach Wilson. I wonder how much of that went a long way for the Jets to say, hey, if our receivers are saying this about Flacco, then maybe we should be playing him a little bit more until Zach Wilson gets back. Well, uh, Freddie, uh, I got to tell you a story really quick. Cause see, I was go at ahead. the combine with Joe Flacco. Okay. And you know how you go through that gauntlet drill key? Well, uh, if, you, if, if you look the wrong – well, no, oh, you yeah, probably yeah, – yeah. yeah, no, I did it. <laughs> but if you look the wrong way, that ball going to pop – it's going to hit you. And see, yeah. every time people was getting to Joe Flacco – that damn ball got dropped every time. And I said, dang, is he really throwing it like that that much harder than everybody else? So, you know, but when I got it, I, I snagged it, whatever. But he has a different velocity on his football. Mm-hmm. You even see when he was playing with the, with the Baltimore Ravens, his deep ball, some guys can throw balls late because of their arm strength. He has the arm strength. But he's not mobile. He right. can't move around. No, not at all. He has statues. It's just sitting there, a uh, uh, sub-zero refrigerator, just sitting still. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> I mean, look, in, in the end, I would rather see what I got in Mike White, unless they already know. They probably figured Maybe. he's no good. Yeah. Maybe they know that. But then if that's the case, you couldn't do better than – Joe Flacco as a backup? Right. You can do better than that? If you're the Jets, I don't think I don't, I, they're going to start Joe Flacco. If and Zach Wilson doesn't appear, he's going to be ready for opening day versus the Baltimore Ravens. So Joe Flacco, more than likely, is going to get the start. So now you got that guy, as you call them, 
Keyshawn, a sub-zero refrigerator as a statue against a Ravens defense that is going to be hunting and knowing exactly where Joe Flacco is going to be and the Jets won't be able to run the ball against that football team. That's going to be an ugly day one. Freddie, mm-hmm. for the New York you know Jets. how big a sub-zero refrigerator is and can't move it? Oh, it just stands there? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 when you said that, I Googled it immediately. I said, boy, that may be disrespectful to the sub-zero refrigerator. What you said, <laughs> comparing the two. Sub-zero refrigerator is so damn big and heavy, it just can't move. You can't do nothing. just standing there. And that's Joe Flacco. Look, if they like it, I love it. That's all I can say. If they like it, I love it. And in the end, they certainly have put a team together, a roster full of young talent. Mm-hmm. So I would think that a roster full of young talent, you need a young quarterback to grow with that young talent if Zach Wilson isn't ready to go. They can well, have, here, go ahead, here's Harry. one thing I do know is that, that in that first week, in that first game, you know the Baltimore Ravens going to play man coverage. You, you better mm-hmm. have a plan to beat it. Because if not, you're going to have bodies coming at Joe Flacco left yeah. and right. And he's going to be bodies on, on top of him on the ground as he's getting from underneath people getting sacked or having the ball trying to throw it away with those bodies on top of him. Either way, the Jets may regret not selecting Justin Field, the second pick in the draft, if this continues with Zach Wilson can't stay healthy and they have a quality backup or at least somebody they can rely on when and if those things happen. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and your smart speaker presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive make bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy, get a multi-policy discount excuse me, by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So Louisville. We, <laughs> okay, we go from Louisville, from the Jets, to the New England Patriots. And a lot of people were worried about the page and the quarterback and who's going to call plays, will they call the right plays, with Mac Jones going into his second year. Let's bring in the always terrific Mike Reese, ESPN Pages reporter. Hit him on Twitter at Mike Reese. Joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And Mike, Key has been saying it, especially this morning. He says, especially now, when he watches Mac Jones, he does not see a guy that's going to take the next step in his second season. What are your thoughts about what Keyshawn had to say? I wouldn't disagree with Keyshawn. Um based on what we've seen in the preseason. I, I made the point, when you think about where we were at this point last year with Mac ascending and the excitement in New England over the idea that, hey, you got this rookie quarterback, he just overtook Cam Newton for the starting job, this thing's about to take off, and you compare that to what we've seen in preseason where Mac doesn't look comfortable. He looks uncertain at times, and they've got to get him right if they want to have a successful season. Yeah, Mike, do Mike, you part think... of that... Go ahead, uh, Harry. Yeah, I think, I think part of that, Mike, is, is actually making sure your offensive line is set in stone. And right now, that has been one of the Achilles heels uh, uh, of this Patriots football team. You look at the last game they just played, you have offensive tackles missing a simple slot, slot corner coming on a blitz. You have the center getting bull rush, forcing the quarterback to move different ways in the pocket. And then you have another tackle getting beat one-on-one on on a simple pass rush in the red zone where you're looking to score. We call that the money zone. And all these things are transpiring on top of Mac Jones missing throws. And then when he does make throws, receivers are dropping the balls. So it's, it's like a snowball effect. If one thing goes wrong with this team, especially offensively, it's like it's becoming bigger things amongst the offense. Harry, I I think that's a great point. And one thing I would say, you know, the the top offensive line, I mean, the first game they played together was the other night. 
and it looked that way, right? And so as people who watch football like we do, we balance, okay, how much do we got to give them a little rope here? Like this is literally the first time they're playing together as a unit. There's going to be some growing pains versus evaluating it and saying, whoa, this looks like trouble. And I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Like if they don't improve and if in time they don't develop cohesion, it's going to be a tough road to hoe for this team. But you got to think that with time, and Keyshawn, you guys know, I mean, you guys got better as players, right? As you practice more and work together, you got to think that's going to happen for the Patriots, and in turn, that would help settle Mac down a little bit. Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and of course, Max. Um, <laughs> Mike, how much of this do you think is a Josh McDaniels effect, meaning Josh is gone. You now have Joe Judge as the quarterback coach. And between Matt Patricia and Joe Judge kind of dealing with the offense, that it's uncomfortable for Mac Jones, considering that he had Josh McDaniels in his first year in his ear. Well, it's a factor, Keyshawn. I mean, I, I couldn't – all last year I kept saying, watching the team – you know, you can't mention Mac without Mac Daniels. I mean, every time he would come to the sideline, he would be shoulder to shoulder with Josh. And they had developed a great chemistry together. So I, I don't think you can dismiss the fact that the change is significant. Um, I don't think that they, they can't get to where – I do think they can get to where they want to go. It's just going to take a little time. And this is a different setup, Keyshawn. And it's unconventional. That, that's sort of what I keep coming back to. Ultimately, Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game, measured this out, and he decided that this was the best thing for Mac Jones, to have Matt Patricia calling the plays, Joe Judge as the quarterback coach, and Bill himself involved as sort of a three-piece of the puzzle there, if you will. And it's sort of going to be on trial, you know, all season, like, no, not a lot of experienced coaches on offense there in that threesome other than Bill himself. And was this the right decision? We're going we're gonna to see. And to me, that's what makes this compelling. And, Mike, I think that's what bothers me the most because already when I look at this offensive roster, and I asked Freddie and Key this earlier, if you got to point to one player on this offense to say, you know what, we got to win a game, I need to lean on this one player, we can't name them. We can't name them. Now you go with the – uh, a guy who's going who's gonna to be calling plays for the first time, how does he even know who to go to in certain situations when he has to string a drive together calling plays? And, and Harry, it's, it's a fair point. On ESPN.com, we have a top 100 story that just ran, top 100 players in the NFL. There's not a Patriot on there. Nope. Okay, yep. so that, to your point, to your point, there maybe isn't the top – star, you know, whatever, high-end talent. But, but the, the only counterpoint I would make, and this comes from a little bit of experience covering this team, is like the early, think of the early 2000s when Tom Brady was a young quarterback. You probably could have said the same thing talent-wise. Like they didn't have the star, but the totality of their parts, put it all together, they were a pretty good offense, like a pretty good team, a good enough offense, right, right. to complement mm -hmm. a defense and special teams. I think, to me, what I'm trying to say, Harry, like that has to be the formula for them. 
you know, given the way they're constructed roster-wise. Mike, you've been covering this team for a very, 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 very long time. I don't know how many press conferences of Bill Belichick you've been in, but I'm sure hundreds. <laughs> Have you since noticed anything unusual, body language, frown, tone, that says frustration is sitting in because of what the offense looks like with Bill? Good question. I haven't. In fact, what what I would judge, and Keisha, I listened to him this morning. He was on local radio here in New England this morning, and I think he. What I sense is he doesn't agree with the negativity. There's a lot of negativity externally here in the region about what's unfolding with this team mm-hmm. and what we've seen in the preseason. And I think he just doesn't agree with it. He 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 thinks it's hype and like hey. He even said, that, like this morning, preseason games, I'm going to try to read this, he said, I don't think preseason games are a real big indicator of what the team is or isn't, one way or the other. And that's not about us, it's about the NFL, but you get a great chance to evaluate players. And to me, I sort of, when I have watched him in these press conferences or listened to him, Keyshawn, like I think he's trying to almost tamp down the, the, the panic, if you will, and right. panic's a strong word. But that's my sense of it, almost like he's trying to say, hey, I got this. Don't worry. We're going to get the, the plays called. Don't worry. So to me, that's the biggest takeaway from listening. To yeah, I, I guess, I, I mean, I have to trust in Bill. I mean, I, I kind of know him a little bit, so my trust is there. I'm not panicked or worried about it at all. I just, if they don't get it changed, mm. I think Mac Jones takes a step back instead of one forward. And, and Keyshawn, that's the thing we're talking about with this whole coaching setup, right? Like, you got what looked like a really, and, and what still is a, a good asset, a young quarterback. You don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance, right? I think we all agree that. And this setup that Bill measured out, like, we're going to, like, he's, he's putting this asset in potentially a, a compromising position. Or maybe he's not. And that's what's going to be so compelling to watch unfold. Mike, the last time they did this, was it this time? Or maybe because it was Tom was on the team or not. But the last time they had Josh McDaniel leave and they didn't really have an offensive coordinator, was it this type of blowback fallout? Well, the difference on that, so we're going back to 2009. I mean, they had Bill O'Brien who was working under Josh, right? And so it was an offensive coach key, yeah. you know, who just sort of, they bumped up without the title. And same thing when Josh initially took over. Josh had been working under Charlie Weiss, and they just sort of elevated him up. The difference here is Matt Patricia, defensive coach, Joe Judge, special teams coach. That's what they're known for. They weren't working under Josh, that, to me, is the big difference. Mm. Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter, joining us at Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter, at Mike Reese. With all that that's been said, whether it's from you, from Key, from Harry, we look at this Patriots team. We know they're going to go as far as Mac Jones, and let's be honest, he's going to need help from the defense. He's going to need help from the running game. What does your gut say about a team that made the playoffs last year that may or may not make the playoffs this year in 2022? Well, Freddie... 
I, you know, I think the over-under number for wins is eight and a half, right? And so I always sort of just use that as a guide because, you know, those people are pretty smart when they set those numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And I think right around the number, you know, I, I'm probably more of a glass half full just outlook in general because of Bill Belichick. I say, you know, when I've bet against him in the past, I've probably been burned more than I've been right. Um, so I say, you know, in the 9 to 10 win range, I think it hurts him, Freddie, to be in the division with the Bills, right? They look loaded. Um, so I think the formula for them is just try to get in, you know, as a wild card and, and hope that you're playing your best at that time of year and see if you can make a run. Keep up the great work, Mike. Always a pleasure talking with you, my man. Be careful and be well because Bill Belcher will get mad at you at a certain point, okay? <laughs> right back at you, Freddie. But I know I always get your back as long as, as well as Keyshawn and Harry. I appreciate you guys. No doubt about right, that. Bro. Thanks, Chris, Mike. Thanks a lot, Mike. Mike Reese, ESPN Pages reporter. Like we said, hit him on Twitter at Mike Reese. Joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Hit us up anytime you want on the Dr. Pepper call in line at triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Keyshawn will give you his observations when it comes to Tom Brady. And this used to be great. But now, sorry, college football program. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Dokes, and Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Catch us on ESPN Radio. Tune into the ESPN app as well as Sirius X and Channel 80. And don't forget to listen to KJM on your smart speaker. Do yourself a favor and just say, play ESPN Radio. Before we get into Key's observation regarding the NFL preseason that's coming to an end, we mentioned a couple of seconds ago, gentlemen, Serena Williams playing her final major, 23 major singles championships. She plays tonight at 7 o'clock East Time ESPN, part of a final U.S. Open. So many different kind of flowers have been able to come her way regarding this last major, Keyshawn. And being from that area like you have been with her, from Los Angeles, she started in Compton, able to build that kind of career to go from where she was in Compton to get to this point. That's a story that can never be told enough regarding not just Serena Williams, but also Venus Williams and the whole Williams family, what they've been able to do regarding her career. No, they, they, they obviously, both gals, both Venus and Serena, mother and father, sisters, been able to guide their careers and see the success through. I mean, it's, it's remarkable, right? Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's a family that essentially taught tennis to their kids out of a book. And, you know, just to know that, 
you, I saw her early, both of them actually early on in their careers to the point where they are today is crazy. I mean, just to, to, to be able to follow them all the way from when they were adolescents to where they are now, just to be able to take that ride with them, be able to be a part of that. It's just, you know, it's going to be missed. There's no question about it. It's going to be missed dearly because I don't think you'll ever see another athlete like her dominate a sport the way that she has. Mm -hmm. I just don't think you'll see it. And I'll say from my perspective, I just want to tell her thank you. Because when you have a young daughter and then now your daughter has visuals versus you just telling them and them not seeing the picture for themselves. But when they have visuals of things that they one day might want to aspire to be, I think that's a major bonus, especially um, uh, in minority, in the minority community. Mm-hmm. Um, also looking at her father, and he did it his way. And I'm pretty sure it was a, a ton of people along the way that told him he wasn't doing it the correct way with his kids and you need Absolutely. to do it A, B, C, or D. Yeah. But he did it his way. And for both of his daughters to be successful, have a movie made about them, that, that's, that's amazing in my eyes. It's amazing. Oh, you have no idea. Harry, you have no idea as many people told tried to tell him that they wasn't doing it the right way. Absolutely. Yep. Like, there's just so many people. I remember the first time I had a chance to watch her play as a, as a professional at the U.S. Open, mind you. Okay. That was the first time. She was 15, 16 years old, and she was the uh, tennis, uh, women's tennis newcomer of the year. And that was the first time that I actually had a chance to see her as a pro play. And it didn't disappoint at all, obviously. There are certain people, right, there are plenty of people in tennis thinking, man, I remember when Serena and Venus weren't playing as much, and they said, boy, they need to play more tennis. And then they decided to do that. And now people are thinking, man, what is tennis going to look like without both of those entities that have been such a big part of influential part? And that's going to go on for years and years. We're not going to see another one like Serena. And the tennis world should be very afraid of that. That kind of star power you can't pay for and they didn't have to pay for it all those years. And Serena brought that to the table, and now that's going away after the U.S. Open. Join the conversation of Dr. Pepper call in line. You can do that at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But now it's time for key observations, NFL preseason. We throw a little music underneath it, and we let Keyshawn have his say. The five things that you need to hear from him about the NFL preseason that has ended is Keyshawn's world. It's time for you to live in it. Look, I'm just going to simply rip through some of the preseason action and things that I observed throughout this preseason. It was many things, both in uh, college as well as in a professional level. Number five, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They should just sell their football program for a few (laughs) years. Just give it away. Let somebody else just come in your stadium. Take, like, Northern Iowa or something. Let them play at the stadium because Nebraska's football team doesn't deserve to be in the Big Ten right now and play college football. It's ridiculous what this program has been over the last several years under the tutelage of, one must say, Scott Mr. Everything Frost. In fact, he was so bad they gave him an extension to keep him. Anyway, number four, (laughs) Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Without Tom Brady, this team wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. But without – with – but – that's that Louisville in me. But (laughs) without (laughs) – Wow. But without – a quality offensive line, what will Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look like? I got them missing the playoffs. Could happen. A lot of people don't believe that. 
but it could happen. And I understand the belief and the trust in Tom Brady, but if you don't have an offensive line going up against the defenses that you're going to go up and face against, you can have trouble. Number three, Mac Jones. We heard Mike Reese on earlier talk about Mac Jones and the struggles throughout this preseason, some of the same things that I observed. Mac Jones is more like bad macaroni and cheese <laughs> right now with breadcrumbs on top, which I hate. Hey, are you a breadcrumb guy? Uh, no. No. All right. All right. Just no. checking. They've got to the get South. things fixed. They've got to get things fixed. In Hold New on. Speaking of the breadcrumbs, Keith, why, why'd you assume that I was a breadcrumbs guy? Nah, I, thinking about this two hours later now, you was like, Shannon, I assume you're a breadcrumbs guy on your macaroni and cheese. <laughs> What's up with that? Hold on. I've been holding on for this for two hours now. <laughs> What's really the deal has. with that? He, he still got stink face about that, my friend. Yeah. Well, there's certain people that align themselves with breadcrumbs. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, they got to get things fixed in New England if they want to see this young man take a step in the right direction. Number two, the New Orleans Saints going to the Super Bowl. I'm high on them. I believe in them. I know what it is. And, yes, my nephew does play for them for the 19,158 million times. <laughs> I'm going to continue to pound it in your heads to let you know that he is back and he will be ready to go. Number one, Justin Fields. Number one observation on a guy is Justin Fields. I understand they don't have a whole lot of talent. I understand it was a preseason game against the Cleveland Browns, but I'm not looking at the score. The only thing I'm looking at is everything that he did right. He delivered the football in sync. He hit his back foot. He made all the, the right reads. He did things the way that you draw him up, Harry. That's why I have him as a major observation and sitting at number one. He has a promising career, a lot of Patrick Mahomes in him. I'm not saying he's going to win three Super Bowls in four years and all that madness they were saying about Patrick Mahomes, but he certainly looks like a mini Patrick Mahomes to me. Yeah, Key, I'm, I'm going to start right there with Justin Fields, your number one. Uh, I just think going into year two, he looks a lot more comfortable, right? And what breeds confidence? Uh, offensive coordinator Luke Getze tailoring things towards his strengths and not trying to exploit his weaknesses. I think that is very, very huge. I think he's grasping defenses better and seeing things a lot differently as well. But you see the talent, man. You see the throw on that corner route as a touchdown, and then the, 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 the out route that he threw to uh, Dante Pettis. Uh, being around that offense, they call that like a little squirrel route where you can uh, bend it across his face, you can go around him, but if he's too far inside, you can hit him with a one, two, three at the top. And break it outside. Justin Fields threw it right on the money. Touchdown. Great route as well. But you just see the athleticism in the play calling. Getting them out on the edge and the bootlegs when it's not there. Justin Fields not sitting there holding the ball, being hesitant. Taking off running, getting it what he can. But baseball sliding. Got a, light, got a late hit. And I'm glad they called it this week because it was, I think it was last week they didn't call it. And I want the officials to start being consistent when a guy like Justin Fields, I understand that he, can, he may look a lot more athletic than a lot of uh, other quarterbacks, but when the young man slides and someone hits him, you got to make the call. With Justin Fields, and the one thing, and you guys mentioned his comfort level, but also it's really, really cool when you have a coaching staff that has a comfort level in you. Yep. He never had that last year because he didn't know what kind of packages they were going to put in, what he was going to do when he's going to be out there. He had no trust in the coaching staff because he couldn't trust them, especially when they were in the lame duck situation. Now you got a coaching staff that, hey, we're at the beginning with you. We're going to ride together, die together. Bad boys for life here in Chicago. At least he does not have to worry about that compared to the worry that he had to deal with in his rookie season where everything just fell apart and a lot of that tried to pay, be placed at his feet when it came to Justin Fields. 
with Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, or Keyshawn J. Will and Max, like we mentioned, hit us up on ESPN Radio. Tune in to us on Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and your smart speaker. Just play ESPN Radio. Now, Shannon. Go ahead. Oh, you like to, white yeah. breadcrumbs or wheat breadcrumbs? <laughs> no breadcrumbs. <laughs> no breadcrumbs. No breadcrumbs. None. Huh. Not wheat, not white, not rice. Get the cheese Nothing. on the top, get a crunchy on the top. No, nah, I'm just asking, man. I didn't, you know. I'm just, uh-huh. yeah. I just Shannon looks so apoplectic. He, he was like, none. He, he like yelled at Keisha. Mar- none. Mar- marshmallows in your sweet potato casserole? I don't do casserole, but yes, I do marshmallows in my sweet potato. Now you're a sweet potato pie fan. I don't do casserole. Are you, sweet, are you a sweet? Do you eat yams and sweet potatoes? Marsh- but not all casserole. Oh, all of that. But just yeah. not in the casserole. No, look, I don't have diabetes for a reason. I take all I'm, of that. I'm, I'm glad you shared your medical Jay history here. up and started laughing. <laughs> Feel that one. Jeez. That A1C up. Them. Oh, my God. I'm just, oh, I'm just asking. Oh, I mean, oh, sugar oh, cubes all weekend. <laughs> you like collard greens? Of course he likes collard greens. Of course. Greens. I, I, I'm talking to him, Freddie. I'm answering for him. I've known Shannon longer than you have. <laughs> I know, but I'm asking him. He might think collard greens and mustard greens are turnip greens. He might think it's kale. Uh, I don't know. Nah, I have nah. to ask. Nah. You can't even put kale and collard greens <laughs> this is ever in the no, same No, I just, sentence. I got to ask. Look, I lived more than half my life in the South, so I've been eating good. Mm-hmm. Well, the South right, got I'm something just, to say. Yeah. I'm just asking. They can, they can say something. Can you say know, something. I'm just asking. Okay. Speaking of the SOUF South, Tom Brady is now in the South for the third year playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he claims he was never going to really play for anybody else but that organization. How much are you buying that? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. See, this is what happens when you allow Keyshawn Johnson to get in touch with his inner Guy Fieri part of the Food Network. And then we want to talk about kale and collard greens and mustard greens here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Keyshawn, Harry Douglas, and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio because – Poor Shannon Penn, our producer, got dragged into this. With Keyshawn strays. 100% strays. And Keyshawn just wanted to know, is, is Shannon a kale guy or a collard greens guy or a, a mixed-up greens guy? And Shannon's like, look, I'm not that one. That ain't me. Well, no, I just asked a question because he might like purple kale. You know, it, it, everybody taste buds are different. They try different things in life. And I just asked a question. I wasn't 
you know, I asked about the macaroni and cheese. Some people like breadcrumbs on the macaroni and cheese. It'll never be caught in my house, but mm-hmm. some people have it in their house. You know, it's just different taste buds, Harry. Yeah, I don't I don't eat no crumbs uh, on top of my macaroni and cheese. <laughs> uh-uh, that's a no-no. And a lot of my, people. My, my mom and daddy not going to come over here and give me a spanking. <laughs> and, and a lot of people in, in different households, it's cultural. Right, it's the that's upbringing. true. It's all the sort of things. My my old radio host in, in Los Angeles, uh, LZ Grandison, had a 4th of July mm-hmm. party uh, several years ago. I went to, me and my family, wife and everybody would go over there and hang out and eat and he's got his family there and his his husband's sister right uh asked me what was i eating and i was eating collard greens and she was like oh my god what do they taste like i've never had them before so wow. okay cool but why'd you make that voice though why'd you change your voice when you were mimicking her oh i don't know i just that's just how i do things <laughs> we know so why. i tell her i go i go to her harry i go okay here come on come over here let's get some of this mm-hmm. she gave her a little bit she's oh it's not bad it, it feels like they need some like crunch to it, like some almonds and nut. I had to get up and leave. Yeah, yeah, what? No, I couldn't even. No. I had to tell LZ. I said, what? LZ. Mm-mm. I said, LZ, come here, man. Mm-mm. What the hell you got me sitting down at the table eating with? Who is this? Mm-hmm. Putting some damn nuts in collard greens. Mm-mm. She was like, Mm-mm. oh, it needs some crunch. It no, needs it doesn't. Some. So it's like everybody a little different. That's all. Yeah, I don't think it, we'll ever have any nuts in our collard greens, but no. So, no, so Shannon, no. here's what I'm what I'm gonna do. The next time I come up to Bristol, yeah, I'm gonna make some collard greens and bring them oh, to you, man. and I want you to tell me how you think they taste. Man, you are gonna have a whole plane smelling. It's okay. It is. Okay. I've done that before, though. What's what's our spot, Harry, in the Atlanta airport? Pashels, Pashels, yeah, yeah, I did Pashels. collard greens yeah. Pashels. Yeah. I had a whole yeah. airplane thing. Collard greens thinking. in the mm. airport. Yeah, yeah because we hungry and we like them, Key. That's yeah. why. Yeah, believe me, it's oh, fried God. chicken, collard greens, yeah. it's macaroni and it. cheese. It's too big for my jeans. All of them. <laughs> Yams. Believe me, that airport is the best smelling airport around. It was because of I hate that place. Airport. Not me. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This public service announcement from Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. We are 10 days away from the beginning of the NFL season. Like I said, this public service announcement brought to you by Keyshawn J. Will and Max. In case you forgot, and we know you did not forget. 
and no one forgot about Tom Brady. Tom Brady claiming he was never going to play for anybody else but Tampa. Now, we mentioned it last week, and we're going to continue to mention it. Anytime he says it does anything, whether you like it or not, it is going to be news because that's what happens when you're Tom Brady, and it's his world, and everybody else just lives in it. He even said part of the press conference that no matter what you thought or where you thought he was going to go after leaving New England, with Tampa Bay, he's with the right organization. I think, that you know, since I came to this organization, it's been an amazing, uh, you know, it's just been an amazing experience for me to come to this place and be as supportive as I had over a long period of time. And, you know, I read all these stories about all these different places I was supposed to go or could have gone, and I'm like, I only was going to go to, you know, one place, which was here. I think this whole organization knows that, and all the conversations that we've had over a period of time, I chose the right place for me. It's been an amazing relationship, and I'm very grateful to everybody for allowing me to come down here and experience this part of my football life, which, uh, you know, I look back and would probably be incomplete had I not had it. So I'm happy I ha- I've had it. Key, I don't know why people – go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no I was going to say, Key, I don't know why people thought that Tom Brady would be dumb enough to say, I'm going to leave New England prove I can win anywhere else. Had they not been paying attention to Tom Brady, making sure that he's going to have the right possible situation for him – to leave New England, not take a step back or take a lateral step. He was going to take a forward step, and he did that with Tampa Bay. You know, as I as I finish up my career here in New England, and I certainly have been uh, thankful for everything Mr. Kraft and Mr. Belichick has done, I'm going to take a look at uh, some opportunities in other places. And, and uh, one of the opportunities in the other places that I'm going to take a look at is, is, is if there's a possibility Oh, by the way, if I fast forward and I get into 2022, the <laughs> Miami Dolphins will lose draft picks, and um, the Miami Dolphins will also have to pay money, and the Miami Dolphins owner will have to spend a large portion of the season not being around the team. But I'm only thinking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I never, ever, ever was thinking about the Miami Dolphins. But the NFL in the future is going to come up with this, and so just believe me when I tell you I was only going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's <laughs> sarcasm. <laughs> like, Hashtag what? Tripping. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Tom? Like, they just suspended the owner of the Miami Dolphins because of the tampering with you. Now, I know, I know. You, you It was him tampering with you, you not tampering with him. I get it. I got it. It was, it was all him, no you. He was on that boat, though. In the yes, end, the only team he was going to play for was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the Miami Dolphin deal could get done. So, yes, you're going to only play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because when you looked at it, that was the best team available in free agency that wanted a quarterback that was ready and prime pickings to go and make a run at a Super Bowl. None of these other teams were ready. Exactly. And I get it. I understand it. He wants to be just – you know, you you playing you playing the quarterback role. You want to be safe. I understand exactly what Tom is saying, but don't try to tell me, as I sit here, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was the only place that you considered going when the Miami Dolphins have now have to pay a million and a half dollars in fines. The owners suspended and they lose picks because of conversations that they had with you. But Tampa Bay's the only team. I got it. No, no, no. Like I, I didn't, I didn't believe that either. I mean, and the proof is in the pudding. You got stuff and evidence to even back it up. Uh, but am I the only one in that clip we just heard from Tom Brady? Does Tom Brady not sound exhausted to y'all? Yeah, he sounds like, like an like, old like, man that may be regretting coming yeah. back when he's he probably didn't. No, nah, that to. was after practice though, so he probably was tired. I know, but I didn't hear Tom Brady after practice before. 
Tom, Tom Brady, he don't sound the same right now, though, Key. Like, whatever is bothering him, it's bothering him. And I'm not worried about that. It's, you know what I mean? That Because I know Tom Brady, if anybody can do it, he can do it. He can compartmentalize. If anybody can do it, Tom can do it. <laughs> but Tom, he just Tom, sounds like a lot is on his shoulders right now. And then when you think about this offensive line that's depleted, that's another thing to add to the shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's another, that's another monkey to throw on your back. Yeah, well, it also leads to Tom Brady. He said when people ask him about leaving for 11 days, what he has to deal with it, Tom Brady says, this is why. I'm an old man. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So. I like the way he tried to bring. See, I should have been at that press conference. Well, I would have been like, so what's going on? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what are your first world problems that are bringing you down to have you feel this way? When you're yeah, Tom, Brady? Tom, what's going on, man? <laughs> what, what kind of blank is going on? You ask it for a friend. <laughs> no, but Tom, Tom is right. There's, you know, when you get to a certain age, your life changes in general, whether it's kids you're dealing with, whether it's at home with your wife, whether it's businesses, when you're 24, 25, 26 years old, it's a di- you know you're chilling, man. It's just you're you enjoying, you enjoying life, and and you just do. But when you become an older guy, life is much different. And so, you know, I understand exactly what Tom is saying. Doesn't mean that he doesn't want to play football. Doesn't mean that he won't give it 100 percent this year. Because some people out there, I'm sure, thinks that oh God, he's not going to be, you know, all in. I think it's the total opposite. He'll be all in. They may not be the great team that people think they're going to be because there's a lot of issues going on. Right. But in the end, I think they'll be competitive because they got the quarterback, and I think he'll still give us what he's always given us. Yeah, I can't even imagine a Tom Brady not being all in while he's playing. I don't think he would ever cheat the game, cheat his teammates, cheat himself like that. I, I, I can't even imagine that. Don't cheat the game. <laughs> it's the game we love. Don't cheat the game. I love that's when they my, say that. That's my you quarterback. Play hard, man. Don't cheat the game. You are on one this Monday morning, Key. What you mean? You usually are on one, but you are really on one. In the what years, the I, in the years I've known you, you, I mean, you're like needling people, but this is like galactic level. No, I just love morning. the don't it cheat really the is. game. No, you know the don't cheat the game. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the collard green situation with Shannon, the Louisville <laughs> comment with Harry. Well, no, yeah. I just. You know, yeah, like, Harry USC talking, never, like USC ain't never paid nobody. A, you know, what the hell? Harry started talking crazy about my Trojans. Yeah. I just had to let him know. I mean, Nebraska you football know. being sorry. You yeah, know. they sorry. I don't care what Joe Nebraska Flacco can't play. He can't play. <laughs> you are on one today. You want him to be the Jets quarterback? Yes or no? no I don't want to be the Jets quarterback, but I'm not it's going yes in like you. It's yes or no. No, I said no. I don't want him to be. But I haven't gone in on it like you have. I didn't go in. He just not uh. good. Are the 49ers still going to go in on Jimmy G or what? That's Nessa Key JM. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.